0: hello internet wait 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 i thought we said we were going to do hi internet why would i say hi i always say hello i know but this is this isn't the show this is a commercial for the show i thought we said we were going to do it different i always say hello rod i you all right fine say whatever way you want to chris it doesn't matter what i say anyway hello internet you did fine you got your hello in and now i'm rod morgan you can listen to us on balls and brew where we'll argue about many things even more inane than what you just heard us argue about there i promise right here on the morgan you know podcast network
1: Welcome to the Yeah We Know Podcast, part of the Morgan Knows Podcast Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod.
0: Rod, what are you hot about today? Well, you know, I must say that I am not hot about anything per se, but I will say I'm not hot and my juices are titillated by one maximum male models, which has been given an awful lot of screen time recently, and we will get there. But yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not hot, but... Uh, the Maximum Male Models promised me that I would just feel it down in my deepest, darkest parts of my soul, and uh, I certainly do not. So that's that's where I, I guess I want to start with Maximum Male Models, Jim. You didn't see that coming, did you?
1: So, uh, no, I did not. Uh, titillation, I thought you were going somewhere else, but we'll talk about that too. So Max Dupree, formerly known as LA Knight, uh, was a terrific talker in NXT, and he was almost champion at one point, as well as a wrestler. But, you know, he's smaller and Vince McMahon only sees one thing in small guys, non-wrestling personas, so he's going to be a manager, which is okay. But then you have the maximum male models, and you got to give it to them—they're—they're they're, they're living the gimmick right now. But dude, I don't see this going—I don't see this going anywhere.
0: Yeah, Jimmy, cause here's the thing, right? I, I, I kind of thought that it was interesting at first when this guy showed up because it was clear that he was comfortable doing and saying almost anything, right? The getting the, the close face talking that he was pulling off, all that stuff. I was like, okay, this guy's a personality. This guy's got charisma. Fine. He wants to draft people to maximum male models. Okay. I thought that that could even be interesting, but then you bring me out Mace, who is now Marseille. And then you bring me out Mansoor, who is now Mansoor, and I'm just like, okay, you sort of had me willing to come with you on the gimmick. You need to create stables. You need to create villains. This is certainly going to be something that people aren't going to like, but it's not working out the way they wanted it to, because you just cannot have it be Mansoor and Mace. It just can't be, Jimmy. That's the biggest problem, is it not? Mansoor and Massey, I believe, or whatever the heck it is.
1: Uh no, uh, it can't be. I like that they're repackaging, uh, especially Mace, because that was a tr- uh, a train wreck from the beginning. Now we got to get T Bar. We need to get T Bar some help in there somewhere. But it's just a gimmick right now that you kind of see where it's going. It's going to be that tag team that loses all the time, and you're wasting a really good L A. Knight uh, or Max. Or sorry, Max Dupree. You're really wasting him, where he could have been a mouthpiece for you know a, a main eventer. Who, need, who needs someone? Who's a main eventer, Rod? Maybe a, who's a female main eventer who, when she gets in the ring and she talks, drones on and on and on, and people really hate her?
0: Who could that be? Could that uh, be one former SmackDown women's champion who just lost her belt to Liv Morgan, Jimmy? Could that be who you're hinting at here? You know, it might be. I, and
1: I was, as you were talking about that, I'm like, yeah, wouldn't he be someone who's great for Ronda Rousey who can go and... Get the shtick in there, be that swarmy little guy who tries to help her out. And
0: that, that might be a good that might be something good, you know? You hit uh, the word he, right there, swarmy, right? Isn't that yeah. one isn't that kind of the is that works best for wrestling manager, does it not, Jim? I mean, just tried and true throughout wrestling history, the guy that can pull that off of the best usually works as wrestling manager, does it not? Correct. Jimmy Hart perfect Bingo.
1: example Bingo. little guy running around if someone gets their hand in him they get killed now obviously max Dupree's a little bit bigger uh than than jimmy hart but he's got that feel to him and i think it could really go somewhere i just i've seen this type of thing happen before
0: okay let's go here and who's going to Last Who's going long. to push exactly? Who's going to be somebody who comes out and pushes back against these guys and is the first person to run out from the back and blast one of them when they're trying to spin around? Right, like that's what we're headed to, is it not? So then I guess it's going to matter who they're they're messing with because it's clearly going to be another Mid Carter. But what Mid Carter can they not figure something out to do that now they're going to mash with maximum male models? Is this Los
1: Lotharios? Is that what we're headed towards here, Jim? This would have been a perfect like Apollo cruz type type feud, but he's in NXT right now. This could be an almost situation. Okay. where he comes in and wrestles on SmackDown more, but they're gonna—he's just gonna kill him. Uh, I mean, I, I, the Viking uh, Viking Raiders uh, are going to destroy this team. The uh, it, it just I what's the Viking Raiders official going.
0: name right now, Jim? You go to WWE.com and you talk about the roster. Is is the new Vicious Viking Raiders their actual name right now? Because that's what's said every time. It's also
1: Seth Frickin or Freakin, depending on who calls it Rollins, too. So I I don't know. Stop it.
0: How dare you? You know you're not even (laughs) allowed to say it. How dare you just sneak one in right there on top of me like
1: that? (laughs) Oh, goodness. You know, the Viking experience, Viking Raiders of
0: War, the war machine. I don't know what they are. But it and speaks to the tag team landscape being a barren wasteland. And then yes. you and I ready for maximum male models and just it's just not there. And the crowd in Fort Worth was certainly not having it, Jimmy. That was a boisterous what crowd we had on Friday night. You cannot say that the past couple crowds have not been uh,
1: lively, uh, if you will. Money in the Bank was obviously more uh, geared towards uh, being fans. Uh, but this Fort Worth crowd really hated everything. Oh, uh, and, man. and, you know, as well, they should have. Uh, on a few of it these was a things, as well, they should have, you know. And it, let's go right to right to that as well. So the bad show part. You and I always talk about how they, you know, I say they don't really have plans and and expect the uh, expect the unexpected. Well, you know, you, I, and Chris, who joins us sometimes, run a text thread, and we were actually talking about the ending to SummerSlam, and we'll get that to you know when we get to SummerSlam. Uh, but tonight is Welcome to WWE Booking, offer a. A, a a singles match that is for a pay-per-view main event that is two pay-per-views away right. in September, I believe. It's July now. Yeah. And then n- number 1 don't have the match and number 2 make fun of COVID or pretend you have COVID and actually cough in the ring. Like I just that just fell so flat on everybody. Saving Grace's Butch is amazing and Pete Dunne is fantastic in his role, but it was dumb cuz you didn't you didn't offer anything. Now we still don't have a main event for 2 months from now.
0: Here's the other thing. Here you know me, I'm willing to try to give them the benefit of the doubt a little more often because frankly I just haven't seen as many of these matches as if you have. My period of being away from WWE just still keeps me ready for for I'm I'm here, right? I'm the mark. Give it to me. But why, why would Sheamus not want to fight that match then and there? You didn't give me any kind of a reason as to why Sheamus didn't want to just step in the ring with Drew McIntyre and beat him right then and there and get a shot at class at the castle. Which the first problem I have is exactly what you stated at the beginning of that: is don't make this be a stipulation about a pay per view that we haven't even booked all of SummerSlam yet. And then the next one, you're like, you guys, I want you to worry about this thing that's happening. Don't worry about SummerSlam, which we haven't even had yet, and people haven't even fully, you know, bought all the tickets and all of the above. We haven't even fully booked it out but you guys worry about class at the cash that makes no sense and then why in the world would Seamus make fun of the yeah Rona which I get you're in Texas but it still didn't work very well and then I just it didn't make any sense to me at all none whatsoever but I do love me some butch the whole and, just let me fight anybody at any time and Seamus loves to fight
1: so here's an opportunity to fight for a world championship opportunity that you haven't had in a very long time but you're just gonna not fight yeah Maybe he was worried it that way Maybe he was worried that Drew McIntyre is so strong that cutting a rope with his uh, you know, steel
0: sword oh. bends the sword. Corey I didn't Grace care about did that be- so much, Jimmy, that I almost forgot it happened until you just reminded me of it right here. That's how little I cared about that.
1: Corey Graves did a pretty good job of trying to he's so strong he broke the you know how strong you have to be to bend steel obviously it wasn't steel so (laughs) um, yeah that uh, that that didn't do uh, that didn't do too well but I will tell you Rod WWE creative will continue to go on this course because Vince McMahon is still 100% in charge of creative creative even though shockingly. More allegations have come out that he spent 12 million dollars giving hush money payments to a former wrestler who apparently, and obviously this is all uh, alleged, had a relationship with and then didn't and then that person got fired. Um, Any surprises here for you?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I think that we sort of alluded to this being a definite possibility when we had our initial conversation about Vance the day that it was breaking news all across the sports world and the regular news world that we said this is not surprising out of a man who... Frankly, you have to be a type of person to rise to the level of prominence and fame and dominance in the professional wrestling business, right? So that just yep. sort of speaks yep. to Vince McMahon there. And then we had evidence already. I guess people alluded to the fact that there were probably multiple when this first one came out. So I'm, again, not surprised by it. And I will I will state this. I'm not defending Vince McMahon at all here. But this situation will completely come down to how much heat – comes upon Vince McMahon, and I still wonder if wrestling is just enough outside of the mainstream that that heat won't rise to the level of boiling.
1: That's interesting. I, you would think it is more in the mainstream, especially being on Fox and having corporate partners and shareholders and a board to talk with. But uh, it 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 seems that he's just going to go with his his continued you know f if you will, uh, and and go with that to see what happens. In the future, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Here's what I here's uh, awesome. I would say, Jim, is
0: I love that we started this with, what are we what are we doing right now? Where are we headed? Still, that's always the thing we have right. And if that starts to become really hard for Vince to pin down, and that's not going to be related to all of his outside stuff, it's just not, but if that starts becoming hard for Vince to pin down, and Peacock can look at lower numbers for its premium live events, and for people signing up to get the WWE Network, and if Fox and the USA Network can look at lower ratings, they might then take advantage of this other thing that they probably would not care about if Vince was still the golden goose laying the golden eggs, but if you're not the golden goose laying the golden eggs anymore, people look for any ammunition to try to take you down. And I wonder if this thing will just become a perfect storm, to quote a great George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg movie, Jimmy.
1: Well, nice. And we also have the rights coming up here in the next couple of years, which sure. is going to be huge. I mean, you saw that, you know, I think NASCAR, or not NASCAR, uh, uh, Formula One got like 18 times what they got last time because it's so popular now. Uh, NHL is everywhere now it uh, is. which it was nowhere forever which is I mean which is great for the sport it's just kind of interesting how that turned on a dime where you heard nothing about the NHL for years and then all of a sudden it's on every show. Um, NBA is going to get a lot of money and NFL is just waiting to see who's going to give them five billion dollars for right. Sunday ticket. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So we have kind of a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on in WWE right now, and I want to talk to you a little bit about kind of the 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 main singles championship uh, pictures here, Rod. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a few questions here about the current storylines. Uh, do you buy it? Do you not buy it? And then I'm gonna give you a couple alternate uh, people and, and see if you would like those better to to uh, to kind of focus on. So let's go to let's go to SmackDown right now, where Liv Morgan is your SmackDown women's champion after beating Ronda Rousey. Uh, right now, it's kind of a Liv Morgan Natalia, a little mini feud going on. Are you buying that at all? Do you care? What are your thoughts on Liv and Natalia?
0: It's, it's complicated for me because we all know that I love my namesake, Liv Morgan, my, uh, my aunt, my cousin, my Your third cousin, cousin my great aunt, whatever. We've called her many different things on this podcast. All about the Liv Morgan of it all. But I'm a little... I'm a little nervous that all we have is Ronda Rousey is going to come out injured and be terrible on the microphone and still sort of pat you on the back and also kind of yell at Natalya, I guess. And Liv Morgan's sort of involved in that. And then Natalya is basically just going to do the same thing she always does. And I'm worried that that's what we have. And what we have a championship contenders match, I believe, is Liv's. that's uh, going to be the first match we've seen her in, Jimmy, since she won the belt, correct? This Friday SmackDown, that's the first be- match we're going to see her in? Yes, I believe so, yes. And so what I wonder here is are we being set up for a Nikki ASH situation where Liv Morgan loses this match to Natalia and then Natalia gets a match at SummerSlam and then Liv Morgan's involved in a couple of other random matches leading up to that SummerSlam where she loses those two but doesn't lose the belt and then Natalia takes that belt off of her only then to relinquish it to my queen when she comes back because as much <laughs> as I love J- Liv Morgan Jimmy this is why it's complicated this is it's it's a barren wasteland right now for the SmackDown slash Universal Championship on the woman's side. It's just a barren wasteland. So I don't
1: know what's worse, having Natalya beat Liv Morgan in the Championship Contenders match... And then beat her again for the title, or having Natalya lose to live in the championship contenders match, and then still getting a championship opportunity. How are we speaking? This is ridiculous verbiage we're using right now, but it's. Definitely I know what you're mean. You,
0: that's probably exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> is that's what's going to make it even worse, Jim? Is she's going to yeah. lose this contenders match and then still get a match at SummerSlam? Okay, so you
1: don't really you're, you're you're really not buying the Natalia thing. Ronda Rousey, you've kind of seen that, and you've kind of seen where that's going. I'm going to give you a couple others. So Charlotte Flair, she comes back. Uh, you're going to be glued to the television, I'm assuming, waiting for your queen to take her crown back. Correct.
0: Oh, when that, when that when Charlotte's song hit, Jimmy, you know I love when songs hit, right? Like when the unexpected song hits, that yep. pop that wrestling fans get's one of my favorite, one of the reasons I continue to do this week after week. And so when Charlotte's music pops for the first time after not knowing it for a long time, like I hope if you hear about it Don't tip me off, Jimmy, because that's the next pop that I look forward to is when my queen's music pops and Charlotte comes out in the robe or comes running out just to beat someone's ass or whatever it is. Anything that the queen wants to do and her music wants to pop, anytime that happens, I'm going. And I believe she should come back and just do what they did with Becky Lynch. Come back, boom, bam, put a belt back on her quickly, make her seem dominant because the women's side needs the help. It
1: really does right now because the next two people – uh, I'm going to talk to you about that could be in a feud with Liv Morgan are people they have really not done very well with since bringing them back or up. Uh, let's go. Let's go right to it. Lacey Evans, who is the number one babyface heel in the company right now, that they just don't know what to do with. Lacey comes back with this great story, amazing. She's good. Then a couple of weeks ago, she's kind of bad, but then she comes back to good. Fort Worth did not like Lacey Evans.
0: They certainly did not, and I. I must admit, doing all that Lacey Evans build up to then just have her be somebody else who's going to yell at the fans, Jimmy, which you bring up all the time, that's what WWE that's superstars what a, do all the time. That's what a bad
1: person that's what a that's what a heel does. It's the fans' fault, Rod. It's all about the fans.
0: Yeah, and so I was just really disappointed in that. But I got to say, Jim, I got to say, because we all know I have the love for the heels on this podcast, I kind of liked Lacey Evans doing that more than I liked her being all-American hero. I'm a former veteran. Love me, right? I just felt like I saw it in her eyes more when she was yelling at the crowd than I ever bought her being fully behind being a babyface, right? Like Bianca Belair seems comfortable to me being the babyface. She's fine smiling. She's fine with all of that corny stuff. It seems okay to to her, but I never really bought it, and I liked her turning a little bit. So I think if we get
1: live through Natalia, a nice couple week feud would be with Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans goes heel. Live is your your baby face. Live can beat Lacey Evans. Yeah, uh, it's not going to hurt Lacey. Uh, just as a as a bridge feud to whatever's going to happen at SummerSlam, whether it's a rematch with Ronda Rousey
0: or a mystery opponent returning charlotte flair i like bridge feud that's cool is that is that did you just create that or is that a thing bridge feud is nice jimmy i like that a lot i'm sure i must have heard that somewhere but i can't think of it um, we'll just see, say we created it why not that's we should say you see come on jimmy give yourself some credit here you're the, you're the, you're exactly bridge feud tm jimmy jim yeah we, we know podcast morgan you know podcast network hit us up if you disagree and then finally what about raquel rodriguez do you care I do actually, right? Like she seems to me let's shout out all the way back to the beginnings of me on this podcast and talking about one Baron Corbin at the time, right? I uh-oh, by uh-oh. I, I just and I mean it from this standpoint. I understand, yes, she's tall, she's athletic, she's strong. She seems to be attractive enough. She seems to have a tad bit of charisma. So that's exactly what you want out of someone who's going to be a professional wrestler. So I'm 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 fine with all of that, but you you have to give me something, and as you state all the time, they have absolutely no idea how to tell a long storm, long-term storm, long story, and that's something that I think Raquel Rodriguez clearly needs. We need a long arc for her to be on that gets us somewhere, and that will ultimately make her important, and a whole bunch of jerking around start and stops, which you and I know they will do, is ultimately not going to help anybody.
1: Yeah, it seems like their mid-card... Uh... Long-term storytelling really isn't good at all in the women's division. You're either the top four or you're going for the 24-7 title, and that's not really something that we want to see. It's almost like they probably should have done a women's intercontinental championship instead of the women's tag team championships, which, by the way, Rod, are still vacant.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, I I one time on this podcast called for a second women's tag team belt, which was clearly one of my dumber calls. You're right, the Intercontinental Championship or even the U.S. title for the women, right? Just do it that way if you wanted to. Just a second title for the women would probably be important because you could have an Aaliyah Wrestle a few more times and sure. be that, right? You could you could put it on Alexa Bliss, which would instantly make it a bit more of a big deal because she's a, a former, what, like three-time WWE yep. women's champ at that point, yep. right? So it makes it seem more important if you put it on her first. So, you know, I, I really I like that idea, actually. I think that would give some juice to the women's division because I think that secondary belt maybe would give them a few more avenues to try to tell stories. I mean, I guess the stories would probably still be bad, but at least they'd have a few avenues to try other stories. And it's also elevating people. I, I
1: really like to see those belts try to elevate people, and we haven't really done that in a while. You go through that belt, then you go to the to the next level there. So let's go over to Raw. Let's talk about the Raw women's champion, uh, Bianca Belair, right now. And Bianca and Becky are kind of heading straight straight towards each other at SummerSlam. It's going to happen one way or another. We all know that's going to happen. Uh, Becky finally got a win against Asuka this past week, which is good for her. Are you excited about Bianca and Becky at SummerSlam?
0: Yes, in a a short word, yes, but I want to start here before I get into Becky and Bianca. Raw is a better show right now. We used to talk about how SmackDown was the absolute more musty watch, two hours. There was better things happening on SmackDown. Raw is the better watch right now. You're absolutely right when you say people are wrestling on both shows and the lines are not as clear as they used to be, but Raw is just a better watch. Sure it's three hours and you gotta take the filler out of there. But I am I enjoy a few more of the storylines that Raw is portraying for me right now than I do otherwise. And the Becky Lynch of it all is great right now. I was Lukewarm on Becky Lynch, as we have discussed many times, because I was away for a lot of the man era, and you have to always check me and remind me how big of a deal she was during that time. Correct, Jim? Correct, yes. Uh,
1: unbelievable number one number one uh, wrestler in the company. And I don't think it was. It really wasn't that close. People will say, oh, it was Lesnar and Reigns. It really wasn't. It was Becky Lynch.
0: And so I have to give that respect to her without having any personal stake in that game but seeing the character that she's playing right now I love it and I can't help but think to myself she's got a great sounding board every night when she goes home to talk to somebody about how to play a character a bit like this Jimmy right I mean is this not the female Seth Rollins right now it's pretty
1: cool when when you can you know have that uh, your significant other in the same business and at the same level. You know it, it would be different if they were different levels uh, in the company.
0: Kind of like Charlotte and her husband, correct? Like he's yeah, kind, kind of, of, of a big yeah. deal in another company, but he was yeah. never
1: as big of a deal in WWE as she's going to be. Yeah, he's really still not that big of a deal in the other company either. But, um, yeah, that's a, a very good a very good call there. So you're hot on Becky and Bianca now. I
0: really am. The whole Becky's losing her mind, right? And, like, when she sits down and does commentary, there's a lot of people when they sit down and do commentary, I'm like, oh, no. But when Becky Lynch sits down, I'm like, okay, she's going to add something. When Kevin Owens sits down, he's going to add something. And I, when Becky Lynch comes on my screen right now, I'm excited by what, what's probably going to entertain me for the next couple of minutes. Would
1: would your girl Alexa Bliss also give you that good entertainment if she and Bianca uh, were feuding now? I just for me personally, Alexa still hasn't found
0: what she's really what her character is now. No, like I don't know why she's still carrying Lily. Right. But I'm definitely in on Alexa Bliss because I love the, the MasterCard
1: she... commercial yeah, that, that, or the WWE card commercial. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why. why.
0: Yeah, you're probably, <laughs> it probably right. It's really just, just that simply is. Uh, but I just she wrestles so well in Ring. I just like a lot of what she brings because she's different than a lot of the other women, right? She just she doesn't bring like like Rhea Ripley and Charlotte and Bianca, what they try to do, right, is a lot different than what say Becky Lynch and you know a few of the others try to do Shayna Baszler, you know what I mean? But I just like what Alexa does because she's she's kind of a technician at times in the ring because she has to be with her size. And so if we like you said, hone in more of what Alexa Bliss is about and what she actually cares about and who she kind of wants to align herself up with and who she actually isn't aligned with anymore, I think that'll work out really really well. You know what almost might work with Alexa Bliss is kind of a kind of like a Sami Zayn-esque gimmick, right, where she's kind of the women's locker room leader on Monday night, and she just kind of has a way of, like, weaseling her way in and out, uh, talking to people and just kind of being weird, but coming down and giving giving good matches. I think she, I think she could rest somewhere there, Jimmy. What do you think about that? So I like it's the Alexa Bliss idea. Alexa Bliss thing you throw out there.
1: I like I like uh, Alexa. I think even when she was doing all that crazy stuff, she did a great job. I just didn't think that the uh, – yeah, She could
0: sell, right? She could sell. She knows how to
1: commit. Yeah, speaking of committing, we have Asuka, who is one of the the most committed wrestlers in the in the WWE. Uh, her and Bianca have always uh, worked well together. I just don't know if there's that fire in that feud uh, right now. If that would be something different,
0: no i i like I like Asuka a little more in the role of like just kind of chaos, and you never really know what she's gonna do. I like her, and this is going to seem like I'm appropriating cultures here, but I like her kind of in the Shinsuke role, right? Where you can just kind of heat her up anytime you want, and anytime she shows up, you know it's a big deal because of her great resume, right? I just, I don't, I don't like her locked into a lot of long-term story, unlike a, a feud like this, I guess is what I mean, because I talked about it last week no sh- no 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 shouts here asuka but i don't need you on the mic an awful lot and so when she's involved in a story like this that they're really trying to play out over a couple of weeks there's too many situations where oscar has got to try to say something and it's like all she could ever really say is nobody's ready for asuka and it's like well, i don't, yes, I don't yeah. need you to say well, that every week
1: and again you know if if she's not very good in english i don't know
0: get her a manager yeah um uh, there you go you know Ooh, that, that would be interesting Heal her up a little bit, maybe by giving her L.A. Night. That's interesting, Jimmy. This is exactly yeah. why you're better at this than I am. Well, we'll 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 see about that. Really, for Bianca, we've got Sonya
1: Deville, uh, and Shayna Baszler, a couple other people that I I really don't see. I care
0: about uh, Sonya Deville way more than I do Shayna Baszler. Yeah, Jimmy. yeah. Really oh, able- I, I
1: I think that they've written they've written um, Deville a lot better because Baszler only works if she's a killer, and she really hasn't been a killer.
0: I just I also listen. This is going to be this is terrible. But you know what? We're about hot takes every once in a while. All right. Let's glam up Shayna Baszler, maybe just a little bit so she doesn't look like a trailer park person rolling down to the ring every day with just stringy hair and like the most random outfit thrown together. I mean, let's try to at least act like we're putting on a performance for people here. Jim, my goodness. Well, she's a fighter, and I kind of see. Uh, I'm on
1: the opposite end of this th- this with you. I actually kind of like the look because she is different than I- everyone else, and she does come down. And she, but again, again, it's she, if you're doing this gimmick, she's got to be a killer, and she's not a killer right now. And that says Charlotte's
0: work. ready to fight Jim, and she doesn't look like that when she comes to the ring. Well, but that's her gimmick. That's who she is. It's, Bianca's it's, it's ready to different. fight. She doesn't look like that when she comes to the ring. I know, and it's different. It's okay to be different. Yeah. Nah. I, I get you. I get you what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And I, it's a terrible thing that I said, and it's completely misogynistic. No, no, no I'm no, not no, to no. be that way, but.
1: No, because if, again, it, seeing her having her feuds when she was NXT champion, it made more sense. So I think you're just going, you're, I mean, and, and I'm putting words in your mouth here, but you're just you saying. You know me it, pretty it, well. You're, you're
0: somebody that could do that rather well, I would say. It Jim. just doesn't fit for school. you
1: the look and the and the the look Coupled with the in-ring performance does not mesh with yes. you,
0: and you yes, can't you're understand right. why that that something's got to change for you. You're absolutely um, right. If I was scared every time she came down to the ring, right, the way that yes. the announcers are trying to sell me, if I was scared every time she came down to the ring, that oh damn, Shayna Baszler's here, the business is about to pick up. To quote the old JR then I think you're right, but I just don't see her that way, and so then I'm just like, okay, here we go. Here's boring ass Shayna Baszler who I don't like her look, and you know what I mean, and so then it just all feeds on itself
1: think about if they if they booked Brock Lesnar right now like they're booking Shayna Baszler you would be saying the exact same thing about his ponytail thingy yeah it's like you know why are you coming down with that whatever you got on your head you know shave that off be me you know be
0: different um and it it just it hasn't worked that's a good
1: point with with her
0: well then then you're right then they need to play the Shayna Baszler of it up then because we've talked about the women's universe just needs something right now yes Someone like you, met, like with
1: Oscar, where you mentioned you can bring her and heat her up whenever you need to. Your United States champion, Bobby Lashley, right now is on fire. He and sure is. He is going to have a, a feud with Theory coming up uh, for SummerSlam. Are you excited about this feud with Theory and Lashley?
0: I am, from the standpoint of. Bob seems to be garnering serious heat, right? Like, you're a little bit better at this than me, but a couple of times in the ring recently, Bob himself seems to be a tad bit surprised at the reaction he's getting in the crowd and how many times the Bobby chants will go off and the cheers and all of the above, right? So he's definitely heated up right now. I think he's heated up, Because believe it or not, Jim, I'm going to give WWE creative credit right here. I think he's heated up right now because they know they can drop the U.S. belt off him at any time and then have him fight Reigns if they need to or McIntyre or Rollins or any of the above. So I think they want to make sure to keep him like in a cauldron. You know, like Bugs Bunny back in the yeah. day, Jim used to have yeah. the guy, and he'd always want to just keep what? him there and just keep adding wood to the fire. That's what we're doing with Bob Lashley right now. We got him in the cauldron, and we're cooking him. We don't know who we're feeding the Bob Lashley stew to yet, but we want to make sure that it's the right temperature when we're ready to serve it. That's a terrible analogy, but I think it works.
1: I'm I, I, you, I'm not speechless very often. <laughs> Okay, so you're excited about the Lashley and Theory feud. Uh,
0: I am. I am just because I'm excited about the Bob Lashley of it. And I also, I guess, to, to quote what I said about Raquel Rodriguez theory, I get it. He's young. He's charismatic. He's got the body. He's got the, you know what I mean? We're moving somewhere with him. You gave him the money in the bank briefcase. Okay, Cool. I I need more of a character out of him than I just take pictures of my phone, but so fine, I guess. But I like the fact that he's with Bob Lashley because I'm interested to see what this then means for Bob Lashley, if that makes any sense.
1: Well, it could mean there's a couple other people he could feud with. Now, if you put him in with The Miz uh, for United States Championship match, which we've seen before, I know. We've seen the world title. We've seen all that. I say boo to that. The Miz, the Miz is someone. I say boo to that, be. Jimmy. All right, I've, good. Switched. I'm
0: glad. I've switched. I've switched, and, and you know why I've switched. The Miz can't wrestle anymore. He can't wrestle. His matches yeah. are just bad. He can't sell moves anymore. He seems to be really half-assing a lot of stuff. Like Miz, I get that you're kind of the Hollywood guy who has to do a lot of performances for him elsewhere, but you got to still be able to turn it up in the ring a couple of times, man. And he's really bad anymore in these matches.
1: What about Miz's new friend? I guess
0: Champa chompa's tough for me because I kind of like it, right? Bald, beard, cut up—you know what I mean? Like I Very get dangerous. Up. I get dangerous from Champa, right? The way you were talking about with Shayna yep. Baszler, I get yep. that from Champa. Not but... booked well. Exactly. Where are we going? He's NXT like he's the Miz's guy. Perfectly. Yep. Yep. Like, that, why that's why is he the Miz's guy? Right? Like it made sense to me when John Morrison and the Miz hung out together, but why is the Miz hanging out with Champa? And why would Champa want to do the Miz's bidding?
1: Yeah, I don't get it either. I'm I'm kind of good on or that. Or Tommaso
0: think... or O'Champa? What did I used to call O-Champa, him? O'Champa. O'Champa. I his O'Champa. Name was O-Champa. Uh,
1: Thomas O'Champa uh, from Ireland, yes. and um, I think he's going to get a. I think he's going to get a tag team match at, at SummerSlam though with uh, against Logan Paul. So, so who's Logan Paul's partner going to be then, Jimmy? Uh, I, just, I I I knew you were going to ask that, and I just lost it. I can't think of who his partner's going to be. Who is AJ Styles? Ask? oh it could be yeah yeah actually that makes a lot of sense cause yeah 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 that's thank you AJ and uh, Ochiampa can carry the match wrestling wise and then Logan Paul can come in and do what he needs to do to the Miz and, and end that so yeah I think that'll, that'll
0: be the be. yeah match. cause we've seen AJ and the Miz you know what I mean we've seen them chop it up on Miz TVs and you yep. know trade blows back and forth right Correct, and I think that that's where we'll we'll be
1: heading uh, there.
0: I also uh, just want good things for AJ Styles. I've made that clear in a lot of. places. Well, i recently. i
1: put him I put him in a in an upper tier uh, feud that I want to talk about uh, okay. a little bit because yes, AJ needs AJ needs some love. So let's go to the Intercontinental Championship here because uh, we have Gunther. And Nakamura, which I, listen, I'm not even going to ask you on this one. I think it's fantastic. Give me some Nakamura. Give me some Gunther, but I will tell you what will happen. Uh, Corbin's going to do something to mess up with Nakamura, and it's not going to be a good match.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that's why he was out there. He was certainly doing his McAfee thing when he was yep. out there. But I think that's the reason he was out there during that match. So I think you're absolutely right about that. But no, listen, when Shinsuke's music hit, that place lit on fire. And that's frankly, that's why Shinsuke's who he is, right? He's yep. got one of the best entrances. He's got cred. He's the king of strong style. His strikes still look good, you know, when he does the move on the ropes. And Michael Cole can say, Vintage Nakamura. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, Vintage goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that. that's true. Notice I haven't said it, Jimmy, because you scolded yes. me pretty good one time. So notice yeah, I haven't My, my said shin
1: that. is your frickin', so there we go.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. That's good. But no, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, but I got to ask you this question, Jimmy. What are we doing to Ludwig at this point with what Gunther did to him at the end of that match and then the fact that he just got completely worked by Shinsuke? Like, what are we doing with Ludwig? Why?
1: What is the, the lack of, of um, patience the lack of uh, storytelling. What, what is it that everyone has to be broken up right away? Oh, I'm. I'm. I, it's not getting over. What What are you talking about? I think it's actually doing pretty good. Yeah, well, people yeah, love that entrance.
0: That. They really did. Even though people like you know, what Boo Gunther and stuff. People loved it when that dude would stand. Because think about it, they never really did once during his intros, right? No. So
1: I don't. A couple other people, I think that would be cool. okay. Ricochet. I still want them to have a good like twenty no. minute
0: match. It's never going to no, happen. Jimmy, I know. Let it I know. go. I know. I Let a, it go. Okay. Uh, Finn Balor. (sighs) Judgment Day fighting on that Saturday night thing that you told me about, by the way, which, oh my goodness, that's a rough watch trying to watch that program that is available on Peacock, but it seems (laughs) to be only available like two weeks after it airs. So my question to you still stands, Jim, where does it air officially the first time?
1: I don't. I have no. I think it's on peak. I don't know, but uh, something we also have to hit on. Rhea Ripley still out. Um, she's done some Instagrams here recently where she's got some kind of uh, device on her chest. Um, well, she's the biggest star on Judgment Day, so they need her back. So I, you know, hopefully she's doing okay. I mean, was it a concussion? Was it some heart stuff? Who kn- I have no idea what it was, but hopefully she gets back. But I think they're just holding off until she's ready because we haven't seen the Archer or. Uh, Uh, at all, really, um,
0: in a while. If if you're telling uh, me Finn Balor's going to be the demon, Jimmy, then I'll buy it. But if you're telling me Finn Balor's going to be essentially the guy who basically lets Damian Priest talk for him, then I'm out. A couple more
1: people here for Gunther.
0: Uh, What about Veer? Okay. Okay. You could convince me a little bit of Veer. I think there's potential in Veer. I really do. I've seen his Twitter feed. I've seen his Twitter feed. I like the moves. There's there's potential in Veer. I really think there is. And you could get Veer turned in a match versus Gunther, right? Like if he gets worked by a guy like Gunther, then maybe he gets some. You know, the fans get on the other side of him, and then he doesn't have to be this angry, crazy Veer anymore. And maybe he can play up some of who he seems to be more of in real life. Because so you give me Veer, and I'm gonna say. I'm going to say a half thumb up. Does that make any sense? Cuz like yeah. I'm I'm for it, but you got to give me a little bit more.
1: All right. And here here's here's I I brought this person down a level cuz I kind of want to see Gunther. How about
0: Gunther and Kevin Owens? Ooh, wow. I'm surprised to hear you say that. But we did just see Kevin Owens work a feud with Elias aka Ezekiel. So, yeah. and that was that was cool. I mean, we kind of had a thud there at the end because their match didn't get to happen, but I, you give me Kevin Owens, Jim, and I'm going to say, let's get on it. Let's do it. He he can work a great microphone. He can work a great match. So I would love to see that. You, Kevin Owens as well could beat a Gunther, and then that would be a good thing for KO to have the Inter- Intercontinental Belt shine him up a little bit and maybe give him one last run at the Big Belt, right? Yes,
1: Speaking of the big belt, we have Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar 8 happening at SummerSlam this year. It will be the last match they have, the last man standing match. How excited are you for this match?
0: I'm going to surprise you a little bit here and say 42% surprised because of the whole money in the bank of it all, right? The fact that they have told us and they've played their hand up so much that someone's going to come down at the end of that match, I now am interested to see what actually is going to happen because that's clearly not what's going to happen. So now I'm at least interested to see what does happen at the end of that match because it can't just be Theory comes down and beats somebody because they've basically just played their hand now for weeks.
1: I think they do the Miz gimmick, uh, and I said this in, in our text about a week ago. I think that Reigns wins, Theory comes down, he gets beat, but there's something that happens where it's kind of like, eh, maybe not, and he's going to get the briefcase back, and he'll get the chance to do it again, and then he's going to get beat again.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't think he's going to be champion this year I don't think I would agree with you actually that I don't think we put the belt on theory but let's let's go let's go a little you know I love to push you on this and go a little let's go even further out okay so if theory's not going to use his money in the bank briefcase to take this belt off of Roman Reigns where in the world could we possibly be heading to the belt coming off of Roman Reigns Jim I I think
1: I think at this point you go all the way till mania and if it's Cody Rhodes after winning the Royal Rumble I think that he is the person to do it. I do not think The Rock should beat Roman Reigns no. No. after a three-year reign for the title. I think now, you bring The Rock back and have
0: him lose to Roman
1: Reigns if you do. If that's the case at Mania, then, yeah, you have him lose to Reigns, and then The Rock actually retires, yes. uh, which is fine. But, but you then how cool does Cody win? get to look if he then does beat Reigns after Reigns beats Rock? That would be pretty cool. But you have to then wait until summer slant you have to wait for a year from now that's
0: fine because listen let's give cody plenty of time all right because as i used to love to say cody cody really classed to join up right cody really classed to join up he also would add to raw which i say is now the better show so i love that but jim i wonder how much should we worry about the drew mcintyre of it all because you and i have talked about how they've been really heating him up for months now right we don't see drew mcintyre lose flat on his back in the middle of the ring basically ever in a long time so you know, where, where do you think he factors in here? Are, or or is there a belt split before Roman actually loses the See, one that you're talking about? And I'm he still gets to about. have his record, right? That's what I think. He'll still get to have his record on a technicality, but maybe he drops one belt. Does, does the sword cut the belts in half? Oh, Even wow. though there are already
1: two belts anyway. But it's something like that, something stupid like that. Um, that's
0: interesting because, I mean, we play the sword up all the time, Jim. So that's not a bad thought by you. And obviously, you want—I mean, you want to send the people home uh, at Clash at the Castle happy. But I don't see him taking the belt. Why would you do it then? Would you give it to Sheamus? Could Sheamus take it off of him and it just oh. to make the make the fans mad again, like they were the last time Sheamus got the belt? No, I, think I think that's the thing that happened, right?
1: I think, yeah, they're always mad when Sheamus is involved in it. Believe me um what about the uh you know the bray wyatt promos that actually are edge promos what about
0: edge coming back and uh, he's a he's bray. a wild card in all of this for me jim because but i you tell me you you have more experience with the wwe fandom than i do and he's just gonna get an instant pop right like the whole yes. judgment day of it all and getting booed yes. and yelling at the fans this yes. isn't gonna matter right
1: nope won't matter at all he'll be back he'll be great they had a chance to do this with Edge a couple years ago when he won the Rumble, and then threw Daniel Bryan in the Triple Threat, and then Reigns pinned both of them at the yeah. same time. So I, I don't told not I was gonna Edge.
0: smash him and stack him. I remember that right as I was coming back.
1: I don't see I don't see Edge uh, winning, but I think the feud could be pretty cool there. And then finally, Rod, your boy, my boy, everyone's boy, the uh, bro and RK bro. What about Riddle? Somehow, some way, some shape, some form getting a championship match it would have to be against lesnar i guess but what about that
0: I I want to see I want to see a scenario where Riddle and uh, my other guy my guy on the dark side Seth Rollins uh, Lockhorns and uh, wh- whoever comes out on the other side of that feud maybe uh, pushes themselves right up to the uh, to the brink of maybe taking out Roman or a or a McIntyre or a Sheamus or a Kevin Owens or an Edge or somebody who gets a hold of one of the belts I would I would definitely like to see that so I think we need to put a belt on Riddle but let me do this to you you brought down Kevin Owens. what if we put an intercontinental title on a riddle what if riddle was the first guy to take down gunther
1: I think that could happen as well. I think that those would be some great matches. And I think that you could easily bring Riddle down. Because you talk about Riddle's belt. ultimate
0: fighting background, right? Doesn't that give him enough cred to be able to take down a guy like Gunther? Oh,
1: sure. Yeah, I think it does for sure. And, the, and his status in WWE right now does as well. So I think that is also a really good call. I mean, you've got some really good Gunther matches in there because Gunther's really good. He is. Uh, Whereas Reigns, you kind of know what's going to happen with the Reigns matches. Uh, and even going back to Reigns and Rollins, I think you still need to, like you said, uh, rehab Rollins, continue to rehab him because he's not going to beat Reigns yet. No,
0: no, he's definitely not as much as as much as it pains me to be a Seth Rollins number one fan. And if there's a Seth Rollins fan club out there, let me know. Give me the application. I'll pay the dues. I'll run for president here soon after I get in the club. But I just <laughs> yeah, you're right. He he cannot he cannot take out Reigns right now. And But that's. That, to me, is still something that, for me anyway, right? as a fan of WWE right now and like liking the whole inner workings of it all, what looms largest for me at all times, almost anything that I watch on any program, I think to myself, how does this factor into Roman Reigns possibly losing again someday? Because the bloodline cannot just continue to have all the titles for another year. I mean, I guess they could, but ideally, you'd like to see somebody get heated up to the point where it makes sense enough for them to then take one of those belts and so i just always think to myself does this move us closer to this person being over enough for the old man to give the belt to somebody else but honestly vince let's touch or jimmy excuse me let wow. me touch on one last thing if more and more heat gets dialed up on vince and other creatives starts to come to the forefront then you would probably change your tune to me on a few of the things that you've predicted on this very podcast no
1: depends who it is
0: so you think there's still a world that exists where vince can get somebody who will basically still do vince things you don't of think course. that in a, in a power vacuum of somebody course. would be able to take over that would then make these better decisions that you and i sometimes talk about no uh, it, it, it just kind of depends who's in charge
1: triple h is in charge maybe paul Heyman in charge if actually in charge maybe Bruce Pritchard's in charge. Yeah, probably the same thing. He's just Vince is just going to text him, <laughs>
0: you know. Uh, right. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think that's something to keep our eyes on as we watch all of these great storylines and within the the, the four uh, the four rings, the squared circle. I think that's just something else to keep our eyes on because it kind of it, it it may play in if it, if it starts to go bad for Vince.
1: Yeah, and especially when he's cooking his wrestlers in the the middle of the ring and and we're eating a stew out of the wrestler. um,
0: (laughs) There may be some
1: more things, uh, but we'll talk more about that uh, on our next episode. Listen,
0: remember, Jimmy, I don't have to work on Mondays, right? So maybe there's a few Sundays where I get on these podcasts with you and I've had a few libations, right? And so maybe that led to my uh, Wile E. Coyote, Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, cauldron cooking analogy.
1: It is a big week in the uh, Morgan you know, Universe uh, this, this week. We've obviously got our show here at Yeah, we Know Pod. Hit us up on Twitter, yeah, we know Pod at gmail.com. We also have this week coming up a Let Me Ask You This with somebody, I believe, Correct.
0: That is very true. We are excited that one of our oldest and dearest friends on the podcast network, and actually, you and I is one of our oldest and dearest friends since elementary school, Mr. Brett Westcons is releasing his late bloomer album, and we have an exclusive interview with the man himself dropping on the very day his album drops July the thirteenth, which I believe that's Wednesday, right, Jimmy? Ah, uh, sure. yeah, let's go with yes, it is Wednesday. And then we also have uh, Evan
1: Altman coming on pretty soon,
0: I believe, right? Uh, I think you have to talk about that because, again, Jimmy, this is not a bit. I do not watch baseball or follow baseball, so I will not be involved in that. Either you or Chris will be driving that interview, and I think maybe you guys should have a death match to figure out who actually gets to drive that interview. What do you think of that?
1: I think Chris can drive the interview as long as they mention that you might want to close your ears. My boy Ian Hap is an all-star. Yes. Um, they're going to trade them tomorrow. Uh, so we're going to have that. And then we are going to have eventually here coming up uh, the super secret 100th episode
0: of the Morgan, you know, uh, flagship podcast. My tease last time was we had the outline and the idea for the podcast. And we now have the date that the podcast will be recorded scheduled. So that's the, that's the only hint I'm giving here. We now have the outline and the date for the podcast to be recorded. So that means... Before too long, episode 100 will be in your ears.
1: You've been listening to the Yeah, We Know podcast, part of the Morgan You Knows podcasting network. You're in the ring with Jimmy
0: and Rod. I'm just going to bring up something here again that I believe I want to make sure to be clear on and stay in the forefront of because it was mentioned a couple of times in this podcast. And quite frankly, I wasn't happy about it. It is Seth freaking Rollins, F-R-E-A-K-I-N, and G if you want to be proper or just N if you want to be cool. But it is never Seth freaking Rollins, F-R-I-K-I-N-G, I think. I don't know. Don't check me on the spelling but it is definitely not freaking. It's always freaking. I love you, Seth.